Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Doug Addison, I am so excited that you joined us. In fact, you're going to be, oh man, I tell you, there is such a good surprise because the heavens are open right now and I've got a special guest on and we've been praying and everything opens up the portal. I tell you, the heavens open every time I'm around her and I actually released some prophetic words a while back about a revival coming in Southern California and her and her husband, Jeremy and Miranda Nelson, they have been stoking that fire of revival, and they've been doing meetings in San Diego. So I've got Miranda, but I want to just say that she is one wild woman of God. She has a background in modeling and fashion, but now she's a revivalist. So, you know, I was joking with her that she traded Prada for combat boots, because when I've ever seen her, she actually goes in and opens the heavens. And they're the co-founders of Elisha Revolution. Jeremy and her in San Diego, and they've been doing the fire and glory outpouring meetings in San Diego, and she tells me they're at day number 381, and there's a new glory coming. Ever since January 2016, they've been doing meetings, and they're just, the presence of God has opened up. Also, both of them are, are crusade revivalists, conference speakers, and actually really good friends of mine, known them for a long time. And I really love them both. And so I just want to welcome Miranda. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. It's a pleasure to be on your show with you. And um, I'm just really excited about what the Lord is doing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm just really excited. You know, we've been living now in San Diego for, well, the last year and a half since Revival broke out. We've been going now, like you said, since January 2016. Um, before that, for three years, we were in Pasadena. And um, for, yeah, for three years. But before that, we were in San Diego for four years. So we moved from Canada in 2009. And, you know, we moved with the purpose of God promising us revival hitting San Diego. And that was in 2009, but we had no clue that it was going to take some plowing to get to where we're at today. And so for four years solid, we sowed and we sowed, we sowed finances, we sowed conferences and, you know, we stoked the ground and prayed and decreed and believed and worked with the churches for revival. But then we were shocked when, you know, the Lord actually was like, okay, I want you guys to move to Pasadena now and um, align with an apostolic ministry there with um, Cheon and uh, HIM, that network. And then, um, you know, from there, uh, we knew that we were at, you know, at some point going to move back to San Diego. We didn't know when, but we knew that it was always in our heart and that God had given us a promise there. And so uh, we continued to do conferences and our annual prophetic decree conference we would do every January in San Diego, even while we were still living in Pasadena. And uh, so in January 2016, that's what happened. We were doing our annual prophetic decree conference and lo and behold, it broke into something that we did not expect, but we did have the prophetic words. Wow. Like, 
you said, you had prophesied and James Gall had prophesied just a week before that revival was about to break out and San Diego will be the first fire spot. And uh, that's what began to happen. Yeah. And I've been there and I tell you, the presence is very strong and there's such a, a strong anointing for not just healing, but just all aspects of God. You know, this presence come, you never know what's going to happen next. Amen. Yeah, it's really what it's about is the presence. And so, you know, we see a ton and a ton of miracles. Um, I mean, we've seen Lyme's disease healed, stage four cancers healed. We've seen the dead raised and people coming out of comas. I actually just got a testimony the other day of another person coming out of a coma after I had made a decree a, a few months ago. And um, they came out that, that day. And so seen tons of miracles, but the focus is the presence. And that's really what, what signatures this move of God is yeah. the realm of the glory. The yeah, presence. exactly. And I just want everyone to know that, you know, I've been really, I've been afflicted for four years and I'm I'm now coming out of that but I just got to credit the Lord right but the Lord really moved on these meetings and I went there I went down there and the Lord said to go down there to the meetings soak in it in September of last year and I went and just stayed in the presence stayed in the presence because I was suffering with Lyme disease I was suffering uh, with multiple chemical sensitivity Huntington's I mean I had this list that's been hitting me and now I just want to tell you I even took a Lyme test and wow. after I got back from uh, from the meetings and just over praying and doing different things, and the Lyme now says negative. It's not even there. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And I just credit it for, you know, lots of people and ministries that, that helped me with that. But you guys are one of them is where it started. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. And, um, you know, I remember the prophetic word that I got back in 2012. That's the first time about San Diego and about the sign of the dolphins. And, that there was, and it was right around uh, Valentine's Day. And there was uh, like a stampede of dolphins that, that appeared off the coast of San Diego. And I thought it was going to start that year. And I thought it was going to start that next year. And it, you know what? Like you said, you know, you went there and then suddenly you moved, right? Yeah. And then you went back because I believe that God is doing something, but we have to get in this perfect timing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So um, it's just amazing to walk with God. You know, I've seen through my life um, when I was uh, 17 years old, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I grew up in a conservative church. And so I always knew Jesus and I didn't really stray from him, but um, I didn't know the power of the Holy Spirit or the person of the Holy Spirit. And when I was 17, finished high school, um, I ended up going away on missions and um, doing YWAM and different things. And um, I ended up meeting the Holy Spirit. And that's really where my journey of, um, of obedience really began with the Holy Spirit and, and beginning to see the power of God and that, that spirit of revival and reformation begin to touch my life and um, getting a passion for it because um, I went from being timid and shy and quiet and insecure, not knowing who I was, to becoming bold and radical and faith-filled. And I began to see miracles everywhere I would go as I would um, just step out in faith. I saw cerebral palsy healed and, you know, arthritis and broken bones and all sorts of, you know, issues healed, as well as seeing um, the authority of the believer manifest in my life. That's really what I began to walk in as a 17, 18, 19 year old was, you know, speaking to rain clouds and, and seeing them move. And 
you know, speaking to the conditions and seeing them dissipate and, and change and shift. And, um, and so I really began to learn what Job 22, 28 means, you know, decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. And, um, so I began to walk in that and, um, really got a passion for, uh, for revival without fully knowing what revival meant at the time, you know, but, but just walking with the Holy Spirit. And, um, and that's, that's kind of what's led me up till today where, you know, I just journeyed with Holy Spirit over the years with, you know, traveling, going where he said, you know, when I was still single before I knew Jeremy, you know, just traveling the world and going wherever he asked me to go when he would ask me to go. And I was in 20 nations before I was 20 years old, um, seeing people's lives changed and touched and um, just, you know, moving with the Holy Spirit, seeing the supernatural operate in my everyday life and ministry and missions. And, uh, you know, same thing with the modeling world was I went into modeling and I went into fashion design um, specifically because God asked me to go into it. And um, as a child, I didn't really know what that, you know, I didn't really have a background in that. Like I said, I grew up in a conservative church, so I was sheltered from a lot of that. But when God asked me to step into modeling for the purpose of, you know, being a prophetic voice and and a witness in that industry, I, without a doubt, you know, he gave me dreams that confirmed and prophetic words that confirmed, and I stepped into it. And, you know, God opened all sorts of doors. And um, I'm still doing a little bit of that, but revival is my focus. But I'm definitely doing, I'm still modeling um, and seeing miracles in that industry because I believe in revival unto ref- Formation. And that's both what Jeremy and myself believe. You know, we're seeing this revival here in San Diego and it's spreading to different regions around the globe. We've seen lasting revivals that are still going on hit Ottawa, Canada and Seattle, Washington and Lithuania and different places that all sparked out of the fire and glory outpouring in San Diego. But that said, you know, we believe revival is unto reformation, to city transformation. And um, and so in the modeling industry, uh, you know, I, I take every opportunity I have every modeling job, whether it's runway or print or commercial, and I use it for the glory of God. And so I go in, you know, prayed up and just, you know, friend of the Holy Spirit. And I go out, do my job, but I stay pure in it. I stand as a witness in it. And so I've seen muscular dystrophy healed on a photographer. I've seen kidney disease and fibromyalgia healed in models and uh, seen the lost get saved. And, and, girls weeping and crying as they get touched by Holy Spirit, as they get touched by God and uh, dream interpretation and all that. And, you know, it's amazing because God is the same in every place in society. That's why Jesus went to both the prostitute, the drug addict, you know, the alcoholic, and, you know, he also was with his disciples and he also spoke to the Pharisees. And so, I believe in touching all sorts of cultures and spheres of influence uh, with the spirit of revival. And it's just really a, a walk of intimacy with Holy Spirit. And uh, so I love, I love the journey of Holy Spirit because you just never know what he's going to do. And, and, you know, like this with the fire and glory outpouring, we, we were hoping for it. We were believing for it. We had a promise, but we didn't know, you know, when it was going to hit. 
And now that we're in the midst of it, it's just amazing. We're like on cloud nine. We're just, it's all, it's, it's, we just love it so much because we, we get to partner with God every single day. We never know what's going to happen. He does different things every single, you know, meeting that we do. We do five nights a week and every single meeting that he does or that we do, you know, sometimes people are crying on their faces at the altar. Sometimes it's like holy laughter. Sometimes miracles are popping all over the place. And, you know, other times gold and silver and oil are manifesting on people's hands and uh, as a sign of the anointing, the oil of anointing of his presence. And, you know, worship is a huge part of that. But um, it's it is the focus is the worship and intercession and just, you know, his face and outreach, too. You guys do outreach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every week um, we take teams out to the streets and it's been amazing because not only are we seeing many, many, many souls saved and we're seeing many miracles, but along with that, we're seeing a lot of the people that are coming that have never um, moved out in outreach activated. So we've, we're seeing people that have never moved in words of knowledge or never moved in healing uh, become bold as they just step out and they're discovering that their words of knowledge are accurate. They're getting so full of fire and faith because they're seeing the fruit of their words and their interactions and their love on people uh, manifest. And so it's sparking in them um, that whole revival anointing and passion for the lost and passion to reach out. So yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely infiltrating our community, San Diego County with, uh, with outreach and we're really excited about it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very proud of you. You know, I don't know if anyone knows it. I was one of the, uh, what was one of the forerunners in training people on prophetic evangelism. And I trained Jeremy, her husband and, uh, trained him in dream interpretation. We did outreach. We did all kinds of fun stuff. And I am so proud of you guys because you've stoked the fire and you've kept it going you know, because revival these days, you know, they can turn into a revival meeting in the church. But you know right. it's revival when it overflows into the streets. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's about. It's, again, revival unto reformation. And reformation is that city transformation aspect of it. And, and yeah, we're seeing it. We're, we're seeing the people get activated and sparked with fire and passion and hunger in the revival meetings at night. But then it's all overflowing into the streets in the daytime where um, the lost are being saved and, you know, and um, miracles are breaking out and people are getting set free and, um, you know, cancers are being healed and and people are experiencing the love of Jesus in real everyday life yeah you know? yeah it's amazing. Well, you know what I'm I'm really encouraged here and especially for our, our listeners you know they're very in age but uh, you know I'm really encouraged that you uh, you're talking about between 18 and 20 going all to all these nations right and yes. seeing cerebral palsy healed and seeing signs and wonders and and it being normal for you. Yes. And, and uh, you know, to me, I was like, wow. A lot of times as a, as a minister and conference speaker and a prophet, I have to go in and open those things up. But that came to you. Now, were you living in Canada at the time? Um, that's where I was based for sure. That's where my, my family, that's where I grew up. Um, but you know, I was, I started with YWAM, like I said, straight out of high school. So I was basically traveling the nations and, you know, from 17 years on. And, um, so I was in Switzerland. I lived in Australia for a a short amount of time. Well, really for like a year, but in and out of, you know, doing missions in and out of Australia from there. And then I also was in Redding, California for nine months. And, but yeah, I was based in, in 
uh, Canada and British Columbia. Yeah, but now, so. uh, you know, when the Holy Spirit came in and you started doing the more of the uh, of the uh, the healing and the signs and wonders, what was the groups or what was the places that influenced you the most? Oh man, you know, it's it's like I said, it really was a journey, and it still, of course, continues to be a journey with Holy Spirit. And it's amazing because when I went to YWAM, I began to, you know, open up to the Holy Spirit. But even before I ever heard anyone speaking in tongues, it sounds so elementary, you know, in spirit in Christianity. But um, but to be honest, I just didn't grow up with knowing that even existed. And um, before I even heard anybody speaking in tongues, any teaching on it, anything, the Holy Holy Spirit really was my teacher and began to stir in my heart that question of who is Holy Spirit, what is speaking in tongues. And a friend of mine in YWAM began to teach me, you know, from her Pentecostal background, actually, what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. And I went to the prayer room on my own, sought the Lord, read every scripture I could find on Holy Spirit, on speaking in tongues, everything. And I received it that night there on my own. And then the very next week, without me even knowing, um, the very next week we had a prophetess come and teach. And that whole week was focused on the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, prophecy, all that. And so I began to get language for what the Lord had sovereignly just, you know, brought up on me. And then from that point, you know, I began to really grow in evangelism through YWAM. Um, I I went home from, you know, a couple different YWAM uh, experiences, a school of evangelism. Obviously, my DTS was the first thing and an Olympics outreach in 2004. And then I went home from that, and I just began to um, take evangelism out, and I, I was seeing miracles on the streets. You know, I was with a bunch of different ministries. I did uh, Bethel School of Ministry for a year, and that, you know, I was seeing miracles before that. But when I went to Bethel, uh, it really exploded because I basically took what I was starting to walk in with words of knowledge and um, with with healing miracles on the streets through evangelism, and I, it just went out the roof when I went to Bethel because I got such a passion for it and a realization of, you know, this being normal everyday life that I would literally go on my own, you know, um, after school hours kind of thing. And on Saturdays, on weekends, I'd go and I just, I'd either by myself or with a friend, with a roommate, I would go to the malls, I'd go to the gas stations, I'd go anywhere I could find. Uh, Sometimes I'd wake up in the morning with a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom to go to another city, to go to Medford, Oregon, or um, to go to San Jose or wherever. I'd wake up with a word of location and I'd go there, you know, gather a friend or two and we'd drive there and then we'd meet all these divine encounters and see radical miracles, um, salvations and people set free uh, and experience the presence of God. And so that's where that miracle anointing really, um, went to a whole nother level. And the prophetic I had, um, began to step into really, uh, in my YWAM days. And, um, so right before I went to Bethel, you know, yeah. uh, was when I began to walk in the prophetic and stuff. And from there, I just increased, you know, different yeah, ministries. This has been, and, you, like you said, this, you have had one journey, Holy Spirit directed journey. I'm very encouraged by your life and your story. And I guess, you know, one thing that we could learn from it, I guess, is, um, just keep doing it, keep showing up. And Absolutely. I remember, uh, you know, years ago, I was part of the Vineyard Movement with John Wimber. 
And John Wimber saw Signs and Wonders and Miracles back in the 80s, kind of before everybody else was seeing it as a, as a mainstream. And his teaching was, just keep doing it. Go out there. You know, the meat is in the street. That's where we'll see it. And yeah. uh, that's that's my secret. I tell you, that even with the prophetic, I've given, uh, you know, interpreted, I don't know, maybe over 30, 40,000 dreams. I've given, wow. uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of words. If you keep doing it, God will show up and you'll have some stories to tell. Absolutely. That really is the key. I mean, that's how I was began walking in the miraculous and, you know, signs and wonders. I went from as a teenager, not seeing any of that stuff as a conservative Christian, not winning souls, nothing, even though I had a heart for the lost, but no fruit, you know, until when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, then going out every day for the most part, you know, winning souls, seeing miracles, literally just that diligence because God yeah. honors hunger and he honors obedience and diligence. Yeah, absolutely. So now, are you still doing modeling? I'm doing bits here and there. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, I've, um, you know, at times thought I was going to go out of it. Uh, and the Lord just continues to be like, no, you got to see yourself as a missionary to the modeling industry. And so I still, um, as busy as I am with ministry, I definitely am still doing modeling, primarily runway, but um, a little bit of everything. And so, yeah, definitely seeing miracles in that industry for sure. Yeah, I'm so encouraged by that. We are here in Hollywood and you guys are in San Diego and God's doing something new everywhere. But, you know, I just believe something's going to really light up and Southern California, it's going to affect the world like it did with the Jesus People Movement. Absolutely. I believe it. <laughs> All right. So you guys are revivalists. Why don't you just tell, tell us a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, you know... I love Jesus walked in the spirit of revival everywhere he went, you know, people gathered and there was, there was always um, a passion and a hunger and a curiosity of what, what would Jesus do next kind of thing, you know, whether, cause he was feeding the 5,000, you know, multiplying fish and loaves, walking on water. And he really just, he carried that spirit of revival, but really revival brings awakening. And that's what you see in the book of Acts when, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, you know, Jesus had told the disciples, wait until you're endued with power from on high. And so wait in Jerusalem. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And it says that with one accord, they would gather. And in one accord, the Holy Spirit came on that day of Pentecost. And that really is, that's a marker of revival, um, is when the Holy Spirit came and filled them and saturated those disciples in the upper room, uh, that 120 gathering in the upper room in Jerusalem, uh, you know, the, the spirit of revival hit them where they, they, you know, they became wild in the Holy Spirit, but they became bold. And that, that's a trademark of revival is, is seeing boldness, faith, miracles manifest. And it brought them to 3,000 getting saved after Peter preached the gospel. And, you know, from there, the lame beggar walking in Acts chapter 3, when Peter and John, you know, just, uh, you know, said to him, listen, silver and gold I have not, but what we have we give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And from there, he got up, leapt, and began walking and praising God. And it says that it stunned the people. All the people were filled with amazement. 
amazement. And I believe that that is a marker of revival is it brings uh, a curiosity uh, and awareness and awe of God back into the hearts of people, both saved and unsaved. And, um, you know, because from that point on, it actually brought 5,000 salvations just because of that one miracle. And we've seen that in the midst of the fire and glory outpouring. And as revivalists, uh, even before the outpouring broke out in January 2016, as we've traveled the world as revivalists, you know, sparking fire and sparking hunger and passion in the hearts of people all around the world, we've seen that a lot of the times, you know, one notable miracle, one marker situation, uh, makes it, you know, it's contagious. And we saw that one time in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, where there was a man who he had, he was a famous musician. He came to a meeting that I was preaching in actually, and he had a collapsed lung. Ever since he was born, he had this collapsed lung and he was only given days or, you know, weeks to live. And he came in desperation. And I was actually in the process of calling out words of knowledge in this particular meeting. And, you know, when when I was calling out words of knowledge, I did not call out a condition of a lung, but in his desperation and in his hunger. You know, I, I think of Mark chapter 10, where it talks about blind Bartimaeus. In his desperation, he would not be stopped by all the people that were trying to shut him up, you know. But uh, in his desperation, he went to Jesus and he received his sight and became a disciple right there. And that's what happened with this man with a collapsed lung, because he was literally given a short amount of time to live. And in his desperation, he did not wait for a, a word of knowledge to be called. He came and he tapped me on the shoulder and said, I need to be healed. I'm desperate. Famous musician in Quebec, Canada. And, um, and said, I said, okay, well, you're hungry. Let's pray for you. And we pray for him. And right there, he would constantly feel a shakiness in his breathing. He could not take deep breaths. He had a machine at home where he had to measure his lung capacity every single day, be rushed to the hospital many, many times. And that moment, as we began to pray for him, this oxygen began to fill his lungs and he was able to take a deep breath for the first time ever. And he felt a strength come in his body, all the shakiness left. He went home that night, measured his lung capacity, and it went way up. Within two days, he went to the hospital to get tested and they could not explain the situation. They said, we don't know what happened, but you have a brand new lung. And he was so miraculously healed that it... it the word spread because he was a famous musician. It was a marker miracle that just like that layman in Acts chapter three, it caused 5,000 to get saved because of his miracle that everybody knew, you know, this, that's what happened in Montreal, Canada is it spread and it began to be the talk of the province of Quebec because he was a known man in a, incurable situation. And we've seen that over and over. And in the midst of this fire and glory outpouring, we've seen where notable miracles have sparked something. You know, there was, um, there was, uh, a, a woman in Ottawa, Canada, last August who had stage four cancer and Jeremy, my husband and our worship director, Andrew Hopkins went over to bring an impartation of the fire and glory outpouring to Ottawa, Canada. And so they go and this woman is there with stage four cancer, bone, brain, and, uh, breast cancer, I believe it was, and desperate situation given very short amount of time to live. And in the atmosphere, no one even laid hands on her in the atmosphere. She received her miracle. She goes, the very next morning, she knew she was healed. The next morning demands tests at the hospital. And sure enough, the tests come back completely clear of cancer. And she comes to the meeting that night 
and shows the report, shows the tests of both the before where her body is filled with cancer and the after where there's not a trace of cancer. And the crowd went wild. That notable miracle, stage four cancer being totally healed, broke them into revival that is still to this day going. They've been going seven nights a week and they've seen over 2,000 salvations in the streets alone as a result of that one notable miracle. And so there's, that's the spirit of revival is touching even one person that can be a contagious effect that sparks, you know, in a city, in a region, in a community, uh, into contagious salvation, hunger, passion, and miracles spreading from there. Wow. That's so amazing. I just want to tell you, you know, our listeners, if you can get to their meetings, I tell you, do it. And they meet five nights a week. And not kidding. I saw I saw manifestations of gold. I saw I, I smelled the presence of the Lord come in the room when I was there. I mean, this I was only there a few times. And every time I've been there, it's been something amazing happened and, and the Lord is moving so much. And one thing I just want to say, I notice, you know, Jeremy has his way and his gifts and you guys are compliment each other, but uh, Miranda has the ability to open the heavens and whether she knows it or not, I'm not sure, but I'm a spiritual atmosphere guy. So I go into media, I can tell, you know, what's going on in the media and I've watched her open the heavens just like she's done right now. She, you know, she's opened a heaven over this audio over our time right now, she's opened up the heavens for you to believe that God can use you, to believe that God is going to do something new, that believe that God can heal you, and that there's a destiny for you, and that you're going to have something new happen. In fact, while we're in agreement right now, I just felt the presence come so strong all of a sudden. We're agreeing right now on earth as it is in heaven, and in just a few minutes, I'm going to have Miranda release that over you. But I just wanted to tell you that because some people want, might not understand what this feeling is that you're getting right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm also excited for what's going on. And there's some uh, some news that you guys are doing. So tell, uh, tell us a little bit more about um, what's happening there in San Diego. Yeah, Doug, it's amazing. I actually feel the presence as you're talking as well. I'm just like <laughs> getting sucked in that glory realm. But uh, yeah, so five nights a week, Wednesday through Sundays, and at 7 p.m. we're going. But you know, we've been in the North County of San Diego uh, for you know the majority of the last year and a half, and you know we really believe it's been strategic because the North County it's literally the gate into San Diego County, and you know there's been so much. So much intercession and worship and, I mean, incredible miracles that have happened through the intercession. I remember on Yom Kippur, I had, a, had an encounter with the Lord where the Lord began to uh, speak to me about the winds of change and that the winds of change were about to blow to open prison doors and that there will be there will be mass amounts of prisoners that were going to be suddenly set captive in this season. And large groups at one time would be captive, you know, whether those were trafficked victims or literal like prisoners or whatever. And literally the night that I prophesied it, uh, there was in Nigeria, I believe it was 21 Nigerian schoolgirls that for two years were un- were not found. They were held captive by uh, by Islamic terrorists. And 21 Nigerian schoolgirls suddenly that day that I prophesied the prisoners being set free were released. As well, within a couple of days, there was 26 um, Asian people that were held hostage by pirates off the coast of Somalia that were suddenly for for five years they were held hostage. Within a few days. 
days of me prophesying that they were suddenly released. So there's been so much intercession through this. And we believe that that's been you know, a gate or as a gate into San Diego, it's been really strategic because we've seen that in California as well with that same declaration of the winds of change, opening prison doors and and setting large groups at one time who have been captive free. We've seen it with the traffic victims in, in California. We've seen it in Ottawa. I just continue to get testimonies of large groups at one time suddenly being released. And so we believe it's been strategic as a gate, you know, into San Diego County that we've been in the North, but we have an amazing opportunity now that God has given us, you know, and um, for a number of months, we've, as as the Lord's given us encounters and prophetic revelation, we've come to realize, we always knew that Amy Semple McPherson, um, you know, a past revivalist who has a major history in San Diego, we knew that she had a history in San Diego. She preached to 30,000 people in Balboa Park, right at the center of San Diego City. And um, um, every every Friday, she would have stretcher day where people would roll in the lame, um, the wheelchairs, the stretchers, and they'd get up out and walk and tons of salvations, tons of miracles. She really was a pioneer in this place. And, um, and it's amazing because then she ended up bringing in Smith Wigglesworth, another major revivalist and powerful, powerful man of God from England. And he came and saw many miracles here in San Diego. And so we had a number of encounters over the last six months or even longer, um, where the Lord, you know, gave us encounters with, uh, regarding Smith Wigglesworth and regarding Amy Sullivan McPherson. And, um, so we began to study the history and we discovered there was a building in downtown San Diego, right across from Balboa Park, where Amy Sullivan McPherson preached to 30,000, that there was a building that was built literally for Amy Sullivan McPherson to preach in. And, um, so this building was on our heart and, you know, just as as a, as a, we just knew it had a lot of history. We came to discover that also the Jesus People Movement ended up using this building and owning this building later on, and a hundred thousand people were saved in that building, in that time. And then you know we discovered we've been discovering more and more uh, miracles of food multiplication from two hundred um, dishes serving five hundred people, and all sorts of signs and wonders. Well, anyway. We've had the opportunity to purchase this building as a home for the fire and glory outpouring. You know, we've we've been so blessed because we have a number of churches, four churches that specifically that have really partnered with the fire and glory outpouring, and we've hosted the outpouring at three different churches: Rancho Bernardo, um, the Heart of God Church there. Um, in uh, uh, San Marcos with Summit Church, where we currently are, and then also uh, in Vista with the Awakening Church there. And uh, we've had numbers of churches get together and, you know, really partner with us. But uh, we've come to the place where we realize, you know, we want to have a permanent home for the Fire and Glory outpouring to host this, these nightly meetings, as well as a hub for reaching the heart of the city of San Diego. And so, that building that I was just describing to you that hosted Amy Semple McPherson and Smith Wigglesworth and the Jesus People Movement and all these miracles and salvations, it came up for sale. And we 
had the honor and the privilege of putting an offer in. That offer got accepted. Um, I should mention as well, actually, this is a huge key in it. In March this year, March 2017, Bobby Connor, one of our spiritual papas, a prophet of the Lord, he came out to San Diego um, to preach in one of our monthly conferences, Fresh Awakenings, that we host in the midst of the outpouring. And when he came, you know, we had told him about this building that hosted Amy Simple McPherson and Smith Wigglesworth. So when he came, he specifically asked us, hey, I want to go see that building. And when we go, this is amazing, Doug. This is amazing, you guys. Um, When we went downtown to show Bobby the building, it was myself, Jeremy, our worship director, Andrew Hopkins, and Bobby Connor. And as we're going, approaching the building, you know, we've been down there a number of times. It's always locked on weekends um, and uh, because there's businesses in there or there's been businesses in there. And so we didn't expect to get in. And we just thought we were going to show them where the location was. But as we're approaching there, we see behind the glass door, this man dressed as a construction worker. We thought it was a construction worker, you know, orange vest, helmet on and a tool belt. He's walking on the inside. And so we thought, oh, maybe, you know, we can knock and he'll let us in. But as we got to the door, you know, um, the, the door just opened. No one, we didn't have to knock nothing. It just opened. And so we were kind of shocked right off the bat because we thought, you know, this door should have been locked. And as we step inside, there were no lights on and there was nobody to be found. We began to cry out, to shout out, hey, hey, you know, uh, just call out because we didn't want to startle a construction worker that would have been in there. And um, so lo and behold, there was nobody in there. We had to search around, scramble to find lights, to turn lights on. And Bobby Connor goes and says to us, he says, what's the matter, you guys? Haven't you ever seen an angel? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we had an encounter there and he's like, come on, let's go in. And so we begin to walk through the building and um, made some decrees. He made some decrees and he said to us, he said to me and Jeremy, he said, you know, I believe that was a worker angel preparing the way, working to open open this building for you guys to own it as a host for outpouring. And uh, so we ended up leaving the building, uh, closed the door behind us, and sure enough, we couldn't open it again. It was locked. And so God just totally gave a supernatural sign and wonder, an angelic encounter that we could get into the building. Bobby Connor made a decree. And from that point, you know, we didn't even know it was for sale at the time because it hadn't been for sale. And um, about a month and a half later, uh, we found out it came up for sale on the market. We put an offer in. Our offer got accepted. And so now, you know, we're in the process of raising the money in order to step into this building in August. So we're pretty excited about it because it's literally redigging the wells. And that was one thing Bobby Connor actually told us at that time. He said, you know, you guys are called to redig the wells of Abraham and Isaac. You guys are the Jacobs that are called to redig the wells of Abraham and Isaac that have been in this place. And he didn't even know about the Jesus People movement being there. He knew about Amy Simple McPherson. And so I believe that, you know, we're redigging the wells of Abraham, the Amy Simple McPhersons and Smith Wigglesworths, the Isaacs that were the Jesus People movement. And now, you know, it's literally bringing the new and the old anointings together, what God's pouring out now. <laughs> yeah. well, I just, I just I'm excited. It. Yeah, I'm just really, really excited. The presence is open. And, you know, I had one of those. I, I felt that, too. And I love these uh, supernatural encounters that you guys had. And, uh, you know, we've been trying to do things here in Los Angeles. In 2004, I had an encounter very similar. I just want to say this because it's it's opening finances. And uh, we went uh, to a building at Angelus Temple. And, uh, you know, I went in. I wanted to pray. And the door opened. 
And we went in and prayed. And then with one year later, a $125,000 grant was given to us over Billy Graham from the Foursquare Foundation. And, wow. um, and for to do some work in LA when we were here before. So I just felt that really strongly that God's going to release finances over you guys. He's going to release finances, uh, from Amy Simple McPherson followers, their previous churches. I felt that really strong also from the Jesus people movement. I see something happening in finances, like a, God just placed a funnel over you, and um, and there's something happening in the heavenly realm right now for this. It's so important. We didn't even talk about this ahead of time. I just know that God is opening this up oh, right now, yeah, and it's such it. yeah such good ground. This is soil. Oh my goodness, this is good soil, and and it's going to be good ground for the outreaches and for uh, for the outpouring and all that type of thing. All right, well, why don't you just tell us how we can um, uh, give to this and get you know how to stay in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on ElishaRevolution.com. That's Elisha, not Elijah, because it's the double portion. And uh, raising up the the Jehus and, the, you know, the double portion mandate. And so um, that's ElishaRevolution.com. Or we also have an app that's a free download. And um, you can totally follow us there at just Elisha Revolution. That's the app name. I mean, that's the easy way of easiest way of getting in touch with us. And um, there's places as well there that you can donate um, if you want to sow into this this building project of you know hosting the wells of revival and bringing the old and the new and um, establishing this center in San Diego where we are going to reach the lost. We're going to reach the homeless and the the drug users and the alcoholics and and the business people as well. Um, yeah. And so. Yeah, if you want to, just go to ElishaRevolution.com, and you can also follow our meetings there as well. Yeah, well, we're going to do it. We're going to sow into you guys, and, and we love you guys. And, and um, I know that the heavens are open right now. I mean, there is a glory uh, portal over this podcast. And so I just want you to release something over us that's going to just break that open. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to say, you know, I, I happened to, right when I was talking about the old and the new, I happened to look um, at a number and it was 222. And I just laughed because, you know, 222, it's like it's like um, the Isaiah 2222, the, the doors that no man can shut, that God will open the doors that no man can shut and he'll shut the doors that no man can open. And um, so I believe that this is the season that we're in. And I prophesy this, I prophesy this over those that are listening to today that God is in the midst of of you and he's in the midst of he's in the process right now of opening doors that no man can shut and this is a season of unusual favor where God will put you in places that you never even dreamed of and I know that there's people listening right now that um literally it's like you've been in an impossible situation and it's like you've you felt like you've been banging on doors for a long time of promises that you know God's given you but uh in this season I'm telling you God is going to open the door that you felt has been shut for so long and I just prophesy that Isaiah twenty two twenty two over you right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, Lord, that those that are listening right now, God, that you would pour out upon them, Lord, rivers of living water in the midst of dryness, God, in the midst of barrenness, God, that you would open streams in the desert places, God, as you're doing, Lord. God, that you would pour out, Lord, new realms of glory, of outpouring over every single person, God, even as we've been talking about 
the testimonies of Jesus, the testimonies of the miracles God that have been breaking out with stage four cancer and Lyme's disease and, you know, the gold and the silver and the oil and the fragrances of the Lord, God, your manifest presence, God, I thank you right now, God, as people are listening, God, that you open up over them in their home, God, for encounters, for glory, God. I thank you. You're pouring out oil on some people's hands right now. You're releasing the fragrance of the Lord in people's homes right now, God. Lord, I thank you for miracles touching their bodies, even right now, God, that, Lord, as people are listening, God, that, Lord, whether it's arthritis, I speak to arthritis and I command it to go right now from your body in Jesus' name. If you have st- if you have a cancer in your body, you have a tumor in your body, just put your hand where it is. I just speak to that cancer. I speak to those tumors. I command the tumors to dissolve, the cysts to the dissolve right now. I command the cancer to go in Jesus' name. I speak to eyes to be healed. I command every part of your body to come into alignment. Someone's even getting healed of a blood disorder a blood condition. So right now I speak to that blood to come into order, come to alignment, to, for the blood of Jesus to pour out healing through your bloodstream right now in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you for the spirit of revival, that fire and glory anointing, God, the fire of, of passion, the fire of your love, God, and the glory of your manifest presence, God. Lord, release it right now over all those listening, Lord, over their homes, God. Lord, let it be a, literally a portal opener over their homes right now, God, that everyone that steps into their home would encounter you, Jesus. So God, I thank you, Lord, for souls being one through those that are listening. God, for boldness coming, Lord, on those that are listening, God. I thank you, God, for faith coming on those that are listening, God, that they would be bold and more faith-filled than they've ever been before in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, and I just open up this portal right now because there's a there's a whirlwind opening up in the heavens right now, and I just open up finances, and I open up faith, and I open up in the name of Jesus, a portal that's going to just take you right in. You're going to start having dreams. I see this dreams and prophetic, uh, prophetic revelation. And that's, that's what, that's what we need right now is God show us what we need to do to be able to break open these new things over us. So father, I just release that in this portal of, uh, I guess, I don't know what you would call this portal, but boy, it is strong. And I just had to pick myself up almost off the floor doing this podcast because the presence is so strong, but I release right now strategies from heaven. Open the heavens right now for strategies, for finances, for favor, for uh, for revival in our homes, in our cities, in our churches, and especially outside in the street and in the malls. Father, I pray that, and God, I bless Jeremy and Miranda. I bless them, Elisha Revolution and all their teams. Father, I thank you for them. I'm so proud of what you're doing through them. And I just say, take this, Lord, these things that you've given them, and they have faith. They're young and they have faith and they're stepping up and defying all logic. And we say right now, Father, increase that. We pray that they would, that this building somehow would be given to them, that they would uh, they would not be burdened with debt, and that these meetings would break open and impact the, the entire world. I see it happening like ripples happening uh, the entire world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, thank you so much. We've been talking to Miranda Nelson of Elisha Revolution and the the home of uh, of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in the two of you. I'm so excited. I get I get touched and and blasted in the Spirit every time I'm around you. Amen. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. It's it's a pleasure. It's an honor. And uh, yeah, I just feel the glory. <laughs> Come yeah, on, more it is, Lord. Yes, present. Yes, very strong. Okay, everybody. Hey, you guys. <laughs> See you next week. 
Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.